0: What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. It is a somber edition that I bring to you this week's episode. Um, I'm sure if you're following along with softball, uh, the college softball season, uh, you are aware of the tragedy of the passing of JMU's James Madison... Sophomore catcher Lauren Burnett. Um, so, in light of that, I am going to take uh, a minute of silence here. Um, feel free to do the same starting now. Thank you for those of you that took that more silence for with me while uh, listening to this. Um, while I didn't know Lauren personally, every time I went up to Harrisonburg to be around the softball team, I would always see her around. Um, <clears throat> pretty much almost always had a smile on her face and was just having a great time. Um, there were no warning signs that mental health was an issue Um, basically I just want to say if you have any troubles find someone to talk to mental health is an important issue and is becoming a crisis within the collegiate athletics world and it's something that's gonna have to be dealt with somehow uh, once the collegiate season ends um what that looks like going forward I'm not necessarily sure but mental health needs to be made a priority and needs to be handled with in the serious manner that which it affects the student athletes um That having been said, let's go ahead and move into the Week 11 recap. Um, Brianna Pratt's perfect game led Miami of Ohio to a 9 nothing five-inning win in the first game of a doubleheader against Bowling Green. They went on to win the second game as well, but that one didn't have any key statistics to it. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, Peyton Gottschall's 12 strikeouts weren't enough as Holly Blaska walked it off to give Miami of Ohio the doubleheader sweep in a 2-1 victory. Daniel Williams' 12 strikeout two-hitter lifted Northwestern to a 3-0 win at Illinois in Game 1 of the doubleheader. Illinois responded to split the doubleheader in an 8-0 five-inning win in Game 2. Carly Heath's double homer five RBIs led Louisiana to an 11-2 six-inning win at Indiana. Liberty was able to pull off the upset at home against Duke in an 8-3 victory. Huge win for Liberty. Uh, They're still perfect in the Atlantic Sun, which we'll get to in the conference standings. Um, But that's a huge win for Liberty in their RPI and their chances of making the tournament even if they don't win the Atlantic Sun. Uh, but a throwing error by South Florida's catcher leads to a Florida victory at home against South Florida in a one to nothing win. Lindy Ray Davis' walk-off homer lifts Georgia past USC Upstate at home in a 5-3, to 8-inning victory. I'm proud of USC Upstate for showing out at Georgia. That was a, an impressive game. I really thought USC Upstate was going to win there for a little bit, but unfortunately the Bulldogs rallied and pulled it off in the 8th inning. Uh, But Kentucky scored 8 runs in the final 2 innings to avoid an upset at Eastern Kentucky in a 10-7 win, maybe a little bit of a precursor to what was to come during the weekend. Um, Addison Barnard's 2 homers, 5 RBIs. Lifted Wichita State to a 9 1, 5 inning win at home against Kansas. Uh, Virginia Tech picked up a great win on the road as they took down Tennessee 5 2 on ESPN. It was a good game to watch. Uh, Tiari Jennings, two homers, five RBIs, lifted Oklahoma past North Texas in a 10 0, 6 inning win. Hope Troutwine got the last three outs in her return to Denton, Texas. Where she spent her uh, most of her career at North Texas. Chloe Temple's 10 strikeouts led BYU to a 2-0 home win over Utah Valley, who also happened to give Utah a fight yesterday, uh, Monday night. Excuse me, in a 4-2 loss. Uh, but moving on to Thursday, Don Bodrug's 12 strikeouts led Stony Brook to a 6-1 win at home against Manhattan. Kaylee Harding walked it off to give Florida State the series opening 5-4 win at home against Clemson on Thursday night throwdown on ESPN2. Moving on to Friday's action, Lexi Hanley's 13 strikeouts lifted Ohio State to a series opening 6-2 win at Michigan. Gardner Webb rolled to the 12-4-5 inning victory at home against USC Upstate who is receiving votes. App State pulled off the upset at home over Louisiana to open their series in a 4-1 victory. Which also, by the way, was App State's first ever victory over the Ragin' Cajuns. So, kudos to them for that. Keely Rochard's 12 strikeouts led Virginia Tech past Louisville 4-3 at home. Miami of Ohio opened their series at home against Cal with a 6-5 victory. Danielle Williams' 10 strikeouts led Northwestern to an 8-1 victory at Indiana. Florida State held off Clemson and McKenzie Clark's three homers to win the series at home in a 7-6 victory Friday night. LSU rolled into Athens and picked up a series opening 8-1 win at Georgia to open their series. Mississippi State picked up a solid series opening 3-2 win at home against Auburn. Sydney Nestor's 11 strikeout, two hitter combined with Mia Patterson's two run homer in the first lifted Marshall to the series opening 2 0 win at Western Kentucky. Maddie Watson's double triple homer, five RBIs, outdueled Caitlin Brockway's two homers, six RBIs, in southeastern Louisiana's 14 6 six inning win over Houston Baptist. Montana Fouts' 11 strikeouts weren't enough as Texas A&M stole the opener at home against Alabama in a 6-4 victory. Kelly Maxwell's 10 strikeouts plus Julia Cottrell's walk-off homer lifted Oklahoma State to a series-opening 3-2 9-inning victory at home against Texas. Kennedy Searcy's Grand Slam in the 8th lifted Central Florida to a series-opening 4-1 win at Houston. Arkansas snapped a 30-game losing streak to Florida in their series-opening 9-1, 6-inning win on the road. Can you imagine that? Losing 30 straight games to an in-conference foe? That just seems outlandish. Crazy. But, uh... Alana Vaughn shut down Arizona State in Stanford's series-opening 4-1 win at home. BYU opens their series at San Diego with a 5-0 victory. Megan Faramo's 12 strikeouts plus 6 runs in the final 2 innings lifted UCLA to the 6-5 series opening win at Oregon State Washington steamrolls at uh, Oregon in a 9-0 5 inning win to open their series moving on to Saturday, Kimberly Wurtz, 2 homers 7 RBIs led Missouri to a series opening 13-0 5 inning win at Kentucky very shocking, yes Syracuse shut down Duke to even their series at home in a 1-0 win. Now, I didn't cover it on Sunday, but Duke went on to win that series on Sunday. But it was impressive that Syracuse even even the series, to be honest. Um, Allie Miklesch hits the walk-off to lift Wisconsin to a series-opening 3-2 win at home against Nebraska. Then Wisconsin took the series at home with a 5-2 win in Game 2 thus handing Nebraska their first two losses in the Big Ten. Ashley Rogers throws a 12-strikeout perfect game in Tennessee's 8-0 five-inning win over East Carolina. Aaron Edmondson's 12 strikeouts plus Zeta Pooney's three-run homer lifted Tennessee past UNCG in a 4-2 victory later that day. Florida State finished off the home sweep of Clemson on Senior Day in a 6-0 victory. Clemson missed out on a chance to get a win there, uh, get a quality win on the road at Florida State, so I'm pretty confident Clemson's not going to be hosting any regional, definitely won't be hosting any Supers, Uh, but I have a feeling Clemson's going to be on the road as a two-seed this year, don't know where. Too early for me to even think about where people are going to go, because it could be a logistical nightmare given some of the seeds and teams and where whatnot, but we'll focus on that closer to Selection Sunday as we are barreling towards that here in a couple weeks. Uh, BYU heads the series win at San Diego thanks to a 7-4 win in Game 1 of the doubleheader. BYU rolled to the series sweep at San Diego thanks to an 11-0 six-inning win in Game 2 of that doubleheader. Emma Lemley's 11 strikeouts led Virginia Tech to a 3-0 win over Louisville. Megan Shorman's 12 strikeouts even the series for Louisiana in an 8-2 victory at App State. Maddie Bold's walk-off homer even the series for Western Kentucky at home against Marshall in a 10-9 victory. Taylor Bumps triple walks it off to even the series for Michigan at home against Ohio State in a 4-3 win. UNLV shut down Utah State five to nothing at home to finish their game from Friday to open that series, and then Utah State scored two in the seventh to even the series at UNLV in a 3-2 victory. Um, Arkansas ensured s- their first ever series win at Florida with a 5-4 victory on Saturday. Georgia scored 12 runs in the first to even the home series with LSU in a 16-9 victory. Wild offensive stuff there. Um, Central Florida got the series win at Houston, thanks to a 5-1 victory. Carly Spade's 2 run walk-off homer was part of a 6-run 7th. They gave Miami of Ohio the series win at home against Cal with a 7-5 victory. Emma Kauf walks it off in the 10th to lift Georgia Tech to a series and doubleheader opening 3-2 win at home against Charlotte. Later that day, they ensured the series win with an 8-2 win over Charlotte in Game 2. USC Upstate avoids the sweep at Gardner-Webb, but they dropped their first series in conference. I, that What I thought was that... that loss of the series was going to move them out of the receiving votes category to the top 25, and that's exactly what happened. Um, Arizona State responded to even the series at Stanford in a 3-1 to win. Auburn responded to even their series at Mississippi State in a 5-2 to win. UCLA clips Oregon State to get the series win in Corvallis, thanks to a 3-2 to victory. Tori Nietzsche's 12 strikeouts lift South Dakota State to an 8-1 win at rival North Dakota State. Texas A&M pulled off another stunner to take the series at home against Alabama in a 9-1 5-inning win. And yes, this is the first time Alabama had been run-ruled in SEC play since April 25, 2014 against Georgia. So almost exactly 8 years to the day since they had last been run-ruled in SEC play which also ensured that they lost the series at Texas A&M, which is wild, absolutely wild, that Texas A&M, at, sitting in thir- 12th of the SEC, came out and beat Alabama at home to win that series. But, crazy. Um, uh, Northwestern scored six in the 9th to take the series at Indiana in a 13-8 victory. Silent Rain Espinoza's two-run homer in the eighth lifted Washington to a series win at Oregon in a 9-7 victory. Moving on to Sunday's action, a walk with the bases loaded lifted Notre Dame past North Carolina uh, at home 4-3. Uh, Miranda Ellis's 10 strikeouts plus a two-run homer lifted Oklahoma State to a series win at home against Texas in a 3-0 win in Game 1 of a doubleheader. Oklahoma State got this finished off the sweep at home against Texas with a 2-1 to one win in Game 2 later that day. Due to a drop-dead time for travel, Game 3 between Cal and Miami of Ohio ended in an 8-8, eight to 9-inning eight, tie. Uh, but either no, ma- no matter what you say, Miami of Ohio won that series, which is crazy. You know, I know Cal's not the greatest team in the Pac-12, but I thought they could go to Miami of Ohio and get a win at least, but wasn't meant to be. Michigan rallies to take the home series with Ohio State thanks to a 5-4 victory. Louisiana powered their way to the series win at App State in a 10-1 win. Leanna Johnson throws an 11-strikeout no-hitter in Troy's 5-0 win over UTA. LSU scores 4 in the 8th to win the series at Georgia in a 9-5 win. Aaron McDonald threw a no-hitter in Wichita State's 19-0 5-inning win over Memphis. Lizzie Schubert's Grand Slam lifts Stetson to a 5-3 win at home against North Florida. Georgia Tech finishes the home sweep of Charlotte in a 7-4 victory, thus ensuring Charlotte. um, Charlotte's just a free fall at this point. They might not even make the Conference USA Tournament, to be honest with you, but... uh, Maddie Penta's 11 strikeouts lifted Auburn to a series win at Mississippi State in a 9-2 victory. Uh, Taylor Sanders' double homer, 6 RBIs, led Western Kentucky to the series win against Marshall in a 10 nothing 5-inning victory. Northwestern cruises to the sweep at Indiana in an 11-3 to victory. No surprise, really. Houston came back to avoid a home sweep to Central Florida, thanks to a 9-8 victory. Good for Houston, even though they're not a great team. Alabama avoids the sweep at Texas A&M thanks to a 4-2 win on Sunday, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that they lost a series to Texas A&M. Jenny Brethler's 10 strikeouts lifted UNLV to the series win at home against Utah State in a 2-1 victory. Nebraska avoided the sweep at Wisconsin thanks to a 6-4 win. Allie Skaggs, 2 homers, 5 RBIs, lifted Arizona to a 6-5 win at Utah, which helped them win that series. Stanford picks up a huge series win again at home against Arizona State thanks to a 4-2 victory. UCLA holds off over Oregon State for the sweep and a 4-3 victory. Samantha Hayer's 15 strikeouts led Northern Iowa to a 5-3 win over Illinois State. Washington earned the sweep at Oregon with a 5-0 win. Really thought Oregon would play better, but somehow they're just not good in Pac-12 play right now. Uh, but Missouri earned the series win at Kentucky with an eight to seven win. Still with Miked Up Monday on the SEC Network. Um, and then on Mike Up Monday, Missouri rolled to a shocking sweep at Kentucky with a nine to one five inning win on the SEC Network. Um. Wild. I Missouri was unranked. I fully thought Kentucky would win that series, but they w- w- were not prepared for Kimberly Wert and the rest of the Missouri offense. Uh, but Tuesday, yesterday, Ohio State split a doubleheader with Penn State with both teams winning a game 4-2 to two at Ohio State. Ivana uh, Lindsey's homer, 6 RBIs, part of big offensive day in 21-2, 5-inning win for Northwestern over UIC, or Illinois-Chicago. Uh, Marlene Friedman's 2-run homer in the 6, lifted Arkansas past Central Arkansas, 3-2. to I told y'all, Central Arkansas is sneaky, man. They're, really, they're a solid team, don't underestimate their talent. And then lastly, LSU wasted no time on McNeese State as they smashed them 10-1 to 1 at 5 innings at home. Alright, now let's look at the conference standings. I have included every conference this week as we are barreling towards conference tournaments and Selection Sunday. So in the Southland, Southeast Louisiana and McNeese State are t- back tied atop the Southland at 10-2 in conference. Texas Southern is running away with the SWAC regular season title at 18-3, which I, if I remember correctly is at least three games better than the next team. Liberty is still perfect in the Atlantic Sun ahead of North Florida, who's in second. Uh, Central Arkansas sits in third, while North Alabama sits in fourth. Louisiana is atop the Sun Belt, with South Alabama behind them in second, Troy third, Texas State fourth. Arkansas is still on top of the SEC, and unless things change or unless Arkansas drops some needless games, Arkansas is going to win the SEC regular season for the second uh, regular season title for the second year in a row. Because they are fourteen and four, Alabama in second is fourteen and seven. Tennessee's third, Georgia and LSU are tied for fourth. Florida sits in sixth. Auburn and Kentucky are tied for seventh. Missouri's ninth. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are tied for tenth. Um, Texas A&M's twelfth, and South Carolina brings up the rear. George Washington's on top of the Atlantic 10, and it's not really that close. I believe it's a three-and-a-half game difference, if I'm not mistaking. Uh, Virginia Tech's still on top of the ACC. Duke's still second. Florida State right behind them in third. Notre Dame's fourth. Virginia's back up to fifth. Clemson and Georgia Tech are tied for sixth. UMBC is back on top of the America East Conference, back in their rightful place. Um, Weber State's on top of the Big Sky. No um, no real surprise there. USC Upstate still on top of the Big South. Uh, despite losing that series to Garner Webb. But now they're only a game ahead of Presbyterian, Campbell, and Longwood. Who are all tied for second. Northwestern has now moved into first in the Big Ten. Nebraska sits in second. Illinois is third. Wisconsin 5th, and Michigan 7th. Western Kentucky and North Texas are tied top Conference USA. Marshall's tied for 3rd with Louisiana Tech. And Charlotte tied for 8th. So 8 teams will make the Conference USA tournament top 3 in each division. And then the top 2 wild cards after that. And Charlotte is tied for that last wild card spot right now. So we'll see if they even make their conference tournament. Oakland is on top of the uh, Horizon League. Robert Morris sits behind them in second, with Cleveland State right behind in third. Canisius is on top of the MAC, or the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Uh, Morgan State and Norfolk State are tied atop the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Northern Iowa is on top of the Missouri Valley, running away from Missouri State in second. Murray State and Belmont are again tied atop the Ohio Valley. UNCG's on top of the Southern Conference at 12-0. Sanford's right behind them at 11-1 and in second. South Dakota State's on top of the Summit League. Omaha's not far behind in second, I believe two games back. Grand Canyon's on top of the WAC. Stephen F. Austin's second. Central Florida is on top of the American. No surprise there. Wichita State's second. Houston's still third. And South Florida's fourth. Still. Yukon is on top of the Big East. Villanova's still in second. Oklahoma State's still on top of the Big 12. Oklahoma sits in second. And Texas sits in third. Miami of Miami of Ohio's on top of the MAC. St. Francis is still on top of the NEC or the Northeast Conference. Boston University still unbeaten in Patriot League play. Lehigh is eleven and one in second. Princeton's on top of the Ivy League now after Harvard dropped some games this weekend. Cal State Fullerton's on top of Long Beach State in the Big West by two games, so it could come down to that last series of the we, the finals uh, series before Selection Sunday. Um, San Diego State's on top of the Mountain West, running away from Boise State, UNLV, and Utah State, all tied for second. UCLA and Arizona State are now tied to top of the Pac-12 after Arizona State suffered their first two Pac-12 losses. Washington sits 3rd, Stanford 4th, Cal 5th, Oregon State 6th, Arizona 7th, Utah 8th, and Oregon shockingly is last in the Pac-12 at 5-13. And And lastly, in the West Coast Conference, Loyola Marymount sits on top with BYU sitting in 2nd. So let's move on to the RPI rankings, UMBC's 130, George Washington's 101. North Alabama 85, North Florida 77, Troy 74, Grand Canyon 73, Miami of Ohio 72, USC Upstate 70, Texas State 67, UNCG 66, McNeese State 63, Yukon 62, UNLV 61, Cal State Fullerton 59, Weber State 58, North Texas 57, Loyola Marymount 55, South Alabama 54, Boston University 50, San Diego State 49, uh, Boise State 46, BYU 45, San Diego, uh, South Dakota State 44, Western Kentucky 43, South Florida 42, Wichita State 40, Liberty 38, Charlotte 36, Louisiana 35, Oregon State 32, Nebraska 30, Auburn 28, Stanford 26, Ohio State 25, Michigan 24, Georgia Tech 23. Oregon 20, Notre Dame 19, LSU 18, Georgia 17, Texas 16, Central Florida is 15, Arizona State 14, Washington 13, Clemson 12, Tennessee 11, Duke 10, Florida 9, Oklahoma State 8, Arkansas 7, Northwestern uh, 6, Florida State 5, UCLA 4, Alabama 3, Virginia Tech 2, and Oklahoma at number... so let's move on to the week 12 schedule starting today Wednesday Uh, Southern Miss at Mississippi State I know Southern Miss has had a bad conference schedule bad conference season Um, but in state rivalries you never know I think they can at least challenge Mississippi State will they pull off the win probably not but at least they might be able to keep it close I'm hoping. Tennessee at Liberty is a huge game um, at 1 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Um, th- another huge opportunity for Duke, I mean, uh, Liberty, excuse me, uh, to pick up a home victory over a really good team. And obviously they took down Duke. They can take down Tennessee. I, it's just going to come down to who wants it more. Alabama at Western Kentucky certainly takes on a little bit more of an interesting meaning after Alabama's series lost this past weekend. Um, Western Kentucky could keep it close if not clip Alabama if they're not prepared to play. And Cal State Fullerton at UCLA top of the Big West against top of the Pac-12. Very intrigued to see how that plays out. And then Tuesday next week Liberty at Virginia Tech another opportunity for Liberty to put a stamp on their resume I think Virginia Tech will win at home, I fully expect them to take down Liberty uh, but Grand Canyon at Loyola Marymount is a very sneaky good game between the top team in the WAC and the top team in the West Coast Conference but let's move on to the series of the weekend Texas A&M at Missouri for three games I fully expect a Missouri sweep there Mississippi State at Kentucky for three games. I think Kentucky's going to be pissed. They got swept at home against Missouri, so I'm going to go Kentucky for a sweep. Oregon State at Oregon, the Battle of Oregon, in Eugene, Oregon this week uh, for three games. I'm going to go Oregon State 2-1. to one. Nebraska at Ohio State for three games is very interesting. Um, I'll go Nebraska 2-1. to one. Houston at South Florida, third versus fourth in the American for three games. Uh, I think South Florida gets the s- s- sweep at home. Stanford at Washington for three games is huge between third and fourth in the Pac-12. Um, give me Washington, two to one. Florida at LSU for three games is a huge series. LSU's offense is clicking at the right time. Florida is bleh. You know, you don't know. So give me LSU, 2-1. Georgia Tech at Clemson uh, for three games. Clemson needs this series, so I'm going to take Clemson. Georgia at Auburn for three games. That's a very intriguing one, but I'm going to take Georgia, 2-1. to one. Cal at Arizona State. Give me Arizona State to sweep. uh, Tennessee at Ole Miss for three games. Not one that would jump off the pages at you, but being on the road, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. I'll take Tennessee to win the series, though. Oklahoma State at Florida State. They will play one game Thursday night on ESPN2 and then one game on Friday on ESPNU. So that's a two-game series between Thursday and Friday. I think the f- the fact that Florida State has it at home gives them the advantage, and I think they'll win both games. Wisconsin at Penn State is a very interesting big Ten series. I believe in Wisconsin more, but something's telling me to take Penn State here. um, but I'm gonna stick with Wisconsin. Hawaii at Long Beach State, second and third in the Big West, going against each other, seeing if one of them can get closer to Cal State Fullerton. North Texas at UAB for three games, first and second in the West Division of the Conference USA. Robert Morris at Oakland for three games, so first versus second. Very intriguing. Boise State at Utah State for three games. That'll break up that tie in the Mountain West. Um, Troy at Texas State, third and fourth in the Sun Belt for three games. Very intriguing series as well. Liberty at North Florida. This is the one I've been waiting for in the Atlantic Sun. North Florida gets Liberty at home for three games. Can they pull off a win? And knock Liberty off of the unbeaten in their conference. And I think the North Florida does it. But they won't win the series. Central Arkansas at Northern Alabama. Third versus fourth. Also the top two in the... um, I think West... I think they're doing a West Division. East-West Divisions. I don't really recall offhand. And... Loyal Marymount at San Diego is a big one, especially if BYU wants to get into the top of the West Coast Conference. My last series, um, we'll have to wait and see. It's Delaware at James Madison for three games, but with what happened yesterday, I I just don't know if they're going to play the rest of the season or not. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough to see a one way or the other. Um if they do end up playing, I hope to be there supporting the team, supporting everybody there, the community, um supporting and remembering Lauren. Um it's hard for me to talk about right now it is choking me up a little bit Um, so I won't dwell on it too much longer being that it's very late at night as well Um, but we'll see if that goes down if not I perfectly understand that if it does you know either way one way or the other is fine by me Um, they need to do what's best for them in this time, to grieve, rally, and do whatever they need to do in order to move forward, cause this is, it's devastating, and I don't want to linger on it anymore, so I'll just leave it at that. And let's move on to these individual stat leaders. So. Sydney McKinney of Wichita State leads the nation in batting average at .49. Jocelyn Allo, Oklahoma, second, .486. And Texas A&M's Haley Lee, fifth, .463. Oklahoma's Hope Trout Wine leads the nation in ERA at .1. So minuscule. UMBC's Courtney Coppersmith, second, .45. South Florida's Georgina Cork, 3rd, 0.48, and UCLA's Lauren Shaw, 5th, Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in strikeouts per 7 innings with 14. Kelly Maxwell of Oklahoma State, 3rd, 12.3, Stony Brook's Don Bodrug, 4th with 12, and Virginia Tech's Emma Lemley, 5th with 12 as well. Georgina Cork leads the nation in victories, of course, with 28. USC Upstate's Hannah Houge, second, 25. Catherine Sandercock of Florida State, third, with 23. Justin Hall leads the nation in slugging percentage with 1.193. Addison Barnard of Wichita State, second, 1.038. Washington's Bailey Klingler, third, 1.016. Oklahoma's Grace Lyons, 4th, 0.974, and Arizona State's Sidney Sanders, 5th, 0.962. Justin Ollis leads the on base percentage at 0.636. Her teammate Jada Coleman, 2nd, 0.612, and Haley Lee, 4th, 0.595. Emma Koff of Georgia Tech, 2nd in the nation in doubles with 21. Michigan's Christina Burkhart and North Carolina's Sarah Jubas are tied for 5th with 17. Sydney McKinney leads the nation in hits with 71. Cal's Tatum Onzaldo and Ole Mrs. Tate Whitley are tied for 5th with 65. Addison Barnard leads the nation in home runs with 26. Jocelyn Allo is 2nd with 22. Miami of Ohio's Carly Spade, 3rd with 20. Bailey Klingler Rachel Lewis of Northwestern and Charlotte's Bailey Vanoy are all tied for fourth with 19. Addison Barnard leads the nation in RBIs as well with 67. Central Florida's Jada Cody second with 60. Oklahoma's Tiari Jennings and Bailey Klingler tied for fourth with 56. Marissa Shuld of Arizona State leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio 16.4 and Georgina Cork second 13.24. Georgina Kouric still leads the nation in strikeouts with 331, which is 50 better than second place. Bowling Green's Peyton Gottschall with 281. Virginia Tech's Keeley Rochard, third, 252. Michigan's Alex Doronko, fourth, 251. And Marshall's Sidney Nestor, fifth, 250. Now Now let's move on to our team statistic leaders. Oklahoma leads nation in batting average at .38. Louisiana second, .357. Wichita State third, .348. Arkansas fourth, .342. And Grand Canyon comes in at fifth, .336. Oklahoma also leads the nation in ERA at .73. No one's really even close to that. UCLA is second, 1.29. Murray State 4th, 1.6. And North Florida 5th, 1.61. Florida State leads nation in fielding percentage at .983. Oklahoma State 2nd, .983. Boise State 3rd, .982. Central Arkansas 4th, .981. Omaha 5th, .981. Oklahoma leads nation in homers per game at 2.65. Wichita State 2nd, 2.27. Miami of Ohio 3rd, 2.1, Arizona State 4th, 1.97, and UNCG 5th, 1.91. Oklahoma Lee's Nation scoring or runs per game at 9.35, Wichita State 2nd, 7.95, Arkansas 3rd, 7.56, Duke 4th, 7.44, Louisiana 5th, 7.27. Oklahoma still leads the nation in slugging as well with .776 Wichita State second .668, Arizona State third .643 Duke fourth .624 and Arkansas fifth .623 UCLA leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio at 6.78 South Dakota State uh, nope Excuse me. San Diego State, 2nd, 6.27. Oregon State, 3rd, 5.67. Oklahoma, 4th, 5.4. And South Florida, 5th, 5.04. Lastly, Georgia Tech leads nation walks at 218. Florida State, 2nd, 201. Or Oklahoma, 3rd, 200. Central Florida, 4th, 197. And LSU is now 5th, 195. So that's everything I have for you for week 12 of the college softball season. Um, this episode is going to be dedicated to Lauren Burnett and her memory and everything she was. Um, certainly my thoughts are with always with the JMU softball program having been a part of it um but they were my sole concern yesterday as we I was processing the news um so this this episode is dedicated to her and her memory um If you're having mental health problems, please reach out to someone and talk. Whether it's a professional or it's friends, family, someone you love. You gotta t- hold them close and tell them you love them. Because um, you just, you, you, you never know what's happening with what someone's going through. Whether it's mental or physical or whatnot you you just you never know so you need to check up on friends check up on family and check on just check on anyone that you love and let them know what they mean to you and that you're there for them um, but I hope everyone can have a good weekend moving forward. Hopefully this this brings the softball community together, um, and unites everyone. Um, it's, it's going to be a rough couple days to say the least, but, um, for the JMU softball, the JMU community as a whole, um, and just anyone that knew her, really, um, but hopefully there's going to be time for healing, time for grieving, and all of that good good uh, things as ways to process this. Um, and hopefully everyone will be able to find closure in this tragedy and be able to move forward. Um, but... As far as softball goes, you know, continue to watch. It's only gonna. It's only getting more and more on TV as we fly down towards Selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament. So, if for nothing else, watch softball this week for Lauren and in, in her name. Um, but. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week, hopefully with not-so-somber news or um, a somber feeling to the episode. Uh, But until then, this is your man, Tyler, signing off the Around the Basis podcast. Have a safe, healthy week. Talk to people. Let them know you care, you're there for them, and love them. And until next week, we'll talk to you then. Good night.